Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Background Noise. My name is Edgar Rodriguez, and I hope to be a soothing voice while you're actually doing important things. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about uh, a few ideas that I have of my own for creating content as a developer. So creating content has been one of the hardest, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, one of the harder things of um, self-marketing, I guess, like self-exposure to the internet, because I run out of ideas. I just have an idea of how to generate content, what to talk about, and then I just uh, run out of juice, and then I, I have to really struggle to generate another idea. At least that was uh, at the beginning of my journey as a content creator. But uh, as things go by and time passes and I spend more time in my head, like constantly looking for uh, frameworks to generate content. And when I say frameworks that I think how can I generate more than one piece of content? Then maybe if I do something, if, if I generate content out of the things that I'm doing, I can come up with this format of content or that format of content. So I've come up with formats like um, reading out loud uh, medium posts on YouTube or um, writing medium posts of uh, blog posts of uh, certain things that I was passionate about. There is uh, this thing that for me, there's like a, um, how to explain this? There is a ladder of how hard it is to create content. Like, um, I don't know what will be a good relation there, but it's like high skill and time invest, like a skill multiplied by time invest uh, equals like a coefficient. And then you put the coefficient in the ladder depending of the kind of concept that you're creating. So bear with me. <laughs> this is like creating a very good, entertaining, eye-catching, never dull YouTube video requires a lot of skill if you want to do it faster <laughs> and still a lot of time, every time. And uh, yeah, it's very eye-catching, but it requires a lot of uh, throughput. Like you, you, have to, you have to invest on creating a very good YouTube video. But the thing is that medium, is a audiovisual medium. So you're speaking, but you're also recording in video, and you have sound and video working together, but that's not all. You have to come up with a script first, so it also has some text that you have to write first, uh, unless you're gifted, but <laughs> in general, you. You have to kind of come up with an idea. And um, I think you have to spend countless hours 
editing and and with more skill it, it becomes easier but you have to think of how to as editing is so expensive in like time <laughs> you eventually i eventually like come up with ideas of uh if i record if i put some things in the recording itself then you have to edit it them in or editing them out so you kind of try to minimize the editing time um but yeah so uh there is the medium and the format and in this case when you're making a, a youtube content a very high quality youtube video it requires a lot of effort then you have less quality youtube videos <laughs> i guess and then you can go down and have like um maybe you, you you can remove one of them like you can remove but if you remove audio <laughs> you just have video well i guess you 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 can make gifts you know <laughs> like small gifts you can share on twitter or uh, animations that you can share in um instagram for example uh and then you can do a voiceover or just write a text along them or you can remove the video and just stay with the audio and then you can do a podcast like this one and i will think i mean i was compelled to think that will come second because at first my <laughs> first iteration was write a script and then just read it a lot but it came out very natural um to read a script a lot because i i don't write as i speak or, or i guess that's just a skill like, to write as you speak um but it's not as creative uh and uh, if you condense an idea <laughs> while you're writing and editing your writing it still come up very strange uh, you have to be very very well skilled to do that uh, most TV shows, they are actually like improvising. They are, even though they're, they may be live or something, they have a script when they are reading things. And it looks like they're speaking, but they're just reading writers. And then they have a room of writers and they're very good writers. So they write as, um, they write as if somebody will speak if they were reading that and also the reader is a very skilled reader so he also reinterprets the thing that he's writing so he come up with a very entertaining show that looks like it's live but it's very actually a sketch um so i would think at first i thought okay maybe audio is, is still hard I know the animation is hard because I'm not a very good animator. And I know that even if you're a good animator, um, it still takes hours to make a good animation unless you're very skilled. Or your animation somehow, I don't know, you have a framework that is very easy. But in general, animation is very hard. So I will put animation third in the hard scale. And then I was about to put um, voice, like podcasting, uh, fifth, but um, it isn't because if you okay, if you're 
reading something that you wrote like if you make a script to read it definitely it's harder because you're doing two things but if you do okay so let's put that fifth but if you do just um improvisation then uh, speaking and improvising in a podcast setting is a very cheap format of making content because you're coming up with the ideas and you hope the listener <laughs> is or, or you don't hope the listener is um custom to the to the mindset of and listening people improvising in this it's like a radio it's a podcast people is people are improvising and and the use the, the listener is set to that mindset and the performer is also set to that mindset so talking and improvising is very cheap to the human mind so it's like speaking in any conversation and you don't have to wear makeup you don't have to um you know like present yourself physically to any camera so you can actually just put out the microphone and just record or just your phone and just record um which is actually what i'm doing right now and <laughs> i'm prioritizing the fact that i have an idea and i want to talk about it so i just record with my phone and walk around my house instead of sitting down and make a whole ritual and turning up the laptop, um, put the microphone, sitting down, uh, read some scripts, some ideas, some pointers. I'm just like improvising and I'm feeling the flow because I, I want to exercise the muscle of I'm creating content rather than perfect that content. So one step at a time. I want to for example, in this format of content, I've seen things that I can improve already. So I guess that in the next season, I suppose, I will buy some things uh, to make it a better content. For example, when I'm editing and re-listening to the podcast, I notice my breathing is too loud on my steps and you can hear my steps. Uh, you can hear the outside as well. So I would really like to make the sound quality uh, more crisp so it isn't as distracting like the background noise and my breathing that kills me the breathing kills me but yet if you put that aside um the perfection side of it if you put it aside um it is very cheap because it's all natural for us as human beings now go back to uh non-animation forms of content. You can make a drawing, you can make a picture, you can make, um, you can make a graphic, uh, you can take pictures, you can make graphics, which are common forms of content for Instagram, for example, or for Twitter. Graphics, and uh, yeah, I, I will say that both are very, very common for both platforms. Um, they are also expensive, especially graphics, because graphics, you have to think 
and lay out everything that you want to put in that graphic. Okay, so when you do like a carousel on Instagram, there's 10 graphics, like one image per, per slide. Uh, or if you just want to put one image that is just one graphic, you have to do the graphics. You have to sit down and lay down, you know, lines and pictures and edit the graphics. And then you can fall into the perfectionist side of, is it pixel perfect? Is it being compressed right? Um, the color schemes, the, the actually making the graphic uh, bearing so many ways. Um, so it's a very deep rabbit hole as well. So it's very consuming. So I will say that podcasting is even less consuming than making a graphic because if I sit down and I have a very good idea for a graphic and then I'm trying to simplify it in a way that is presentable in a, in a single picture or cohering among 10 pictures for a car, for an Instagram carousel, for example, I still have to think hard. So if I just stand here and just verbalize what I'm thinking, I can make a podcast episode. But, and that's one hour of content. But if I make a graphic, I can spend three hours making a, a single picture if I get too ambitious. <laughs> and... That picture is like five seconds of content. And if somebody just decides to read it, like in depth, it's like a minute of content, as much. Like that's it. Nobody's going to spend, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to speak for, for everybody, but it's like so hard how, as we were going to spend more than a few minutes on a Instagram post, like reading it. Like, come on. Just gonna skip it. Even if they save the post just to read it later, when they come later to read the post, um, it is going to be just a few minutes of rereading. So it's a very expensive um, operation for a, such a low uh, outcome. Um, and if you, if you take more of the more of the reality out of that outcome. If you make a very good catching YouTube video that has like 100% retention, like somebody read, uh, likes the video, plays the video and finish the whole video, you might get paid by Google, by Facebook, by what, what am I saying? <laughs> you might get paid by YouTube. <laughs> well, I mean, technically it's Google, okay. Um, but if you spend a, a bunch of time making content for Instagram, you have to see how to monetize the content because Instagram is not going to pay you at all. So the amount of time people spend in the platform uh, is uh, useless. I mean, it's, in itself, it's like, you have to be very careful of, of how to monetize that because otherwise, like, how much time are you spending versus uh, how much uh, return, uh, the return of investment of uh, making graphics for Instagram can be like very expensive. Uh, Downed, we could say like taking pictures and uploading them to Instagram. I found that one, one of the most cheap uh, versions 
because you can convey much more in a single picture and you can be your own model or you can um, take your environment as your model without making a set. This is what I'm saying, like very cheaply. I mean, you can, you can spend millions taking, like making a photo shoot. But if you're like a raw content creator and you want to create content, if you're, if you're a very indie person who just have uh, his camera and his phone, and just want to create that content, you can take a picture of yourself, um, put, a, um, put a caption on it, or a picture of what you're seeing and just caption it. And that's it. Like it's much, much cheaper than making a graphic. Now, if you put yourself in that picture and you want to look presentable, yeah, maybe you have to spend time in like preparing yourself. Or if you are taking pictures in your home and you want to use that as a set, I mean, you, you want, you want to plan a setting, a set, then yeah, you have to spend time on making that set. And if you go to the perfectionist side, yeah, you can spend millions making a photo shoot that is actually like a professional shooter with professional models, with professional settings. <laughs> but for um, normal, like a normal person, um, it's just, you can spend some time like tidying up the apartment and getting yourself ready to appear in that picture. Uh, there is like the idea that you have for that content and then you caption the content or maybe you the picture yourself. But then that's a, a little bit more, more expensive. However, if you're like walking around and you see something and you just take a picture of it and you just want to upload it, that's like zero effort. You spend a second doing that um, probably is very interesting. So that's it. That, that's your content. But as so for developers, uh, <laughs> uh, what is that version? Um, this is the episode. What is that version? Because we're not walking around. We're not travel bloggers. <laughs> we we we're not traveling anywhere. We we, I mean we. <laughs> Yes, there are many developers that are actually travel bloggers. They are actually digital nomads and they just take pictures with themselves or whatever they're seeing. And the content is the places and the lifestyle. And that's one side. But the other side is not only I am a developer, but my content is about my lifestyle but I'm a developer, my content is about software. Like my content is for developers as a knowledgeful, um, technical type of content about software. And I'm trying to be very specific because traveling and showing your lifestyle as a software developer is also like content for developers because it's like very inspiring for other developers. And you can also like make content uh, talking about experiences, like not your own lifestyle, but about experiences. So that's also valid and that's also valid content for developers. So I'm trying to narrow it down to 
I want to present content about JavaScript that you say, OK, I read this content, and now I know more about this programming language or about this platform. This is the kind of content that I'm trying to, to come up with. Because if you're trying to make a tutorial version, I mean, a tutorial kind of content, a technical tutorial kind of content, and then you, you go to, through this ladder to make a very interesting tutorial kind of content of 10 minutes on YouTube, uh, it's a lot of prepping. It's a lot of prepping and a lot of uh, post-production with the editing and everything. If you just make graphics uh, or animation out of it, it's a lot of prepping, it's a lot of uh, post-production, etc. Um, and production. Uh, if you're just making graphics, is still you still have to plan anything, everything. You still have to say, how do I make this graphic? That because now I don't have animation and I don't have video and audio to describe the graphic, then I have to make the graphics all descriptive. So you so you have to really think on how to make a good graphic that is self-descriptive. So uh, is it still is it cognitively speaking hard to express your knowledge. So it is, what I'm saying is it's much more harder than if we were working together and I was just besides you and you ask me a question and then I just answer the question. Like I just point to your screen as a coworker and we are paid programming, for example. And I just point to the screen and I tell you, oh, do this, do that, ta 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 oh, okay, this is this, this is that. And Voila, now you know this. And you say, oh, okay, thank you. Transforming that to these different formats and to these different frameworks is, um, well, the framework is transform a question that you will ask in pair programming to a tutorial so you can uh, broadcast it to the internet and many other developers can know what my coworkers ask. So, so that's the framework. Uh, if you make a video, a YouTube video, hard. A, a very good entertaining YouTube video. If you make a simple YouTube video, okay, that probably is much much simpler, but it still is hard. Uh, if you make a animation, you still have to have skills. Maybe a little bit more hard. Um, it's still more hard than the conversation, but definitely less hard than making the whole very good appealing YouTube video. Uh, if you make graphics, uh, yeah, probably much less skill than making animations, still time consuming, probably you will spend much more time doing the graphic than explaining the tutorial to your friend. Um, if you try to capture it in voice, like if you decide to tell the story in a podcast, and this is where it gets tricky. Some things may be okay, but some others may not be because in podcasts, like in verbal, like as I said, when I, you're answering a question, you're pointing to the screen, so you have a graphical aid to explain your point. But if you're just reading code aloud, then maybe 
incredibly hard to follow. I tried to do that in the very few versions of this podcast that never came out because I thought that that's just impossible to follow. For me, it's very hard to just verbalize it. Now follow it. That's our uh, entirely other story. It's extremely hard to verbalize uh, and to follow whatever somebody says. So some stories are hard to come up as like making tutorials that are just audio may not be possible, even though podcasting is way cheaper. But telling some other things uh, in a different way, like not so detailed that you are in the code level, but more general ideas, um, maybe some theoretical ideas. They may be good for podcasts, If, if you can answer to a question without pointing to a screen in a co-working setting, like in a pair programming setting, just like a straight up look to the eyes and I'm just going to tell you the answer and the other person is going to acknowledge that. Oh, well, you can, you can try it uh, the other way around. If you think that somebody can just look you to the eye, tell you the answer and now you know it, now you understand the answer, then yeah, maybe it's perfect for a podcast. But if you have to point to the screen, then it's definitely not suited for a podcast. So maybe taking a picture will be greater, like will be better. But then what's that picture? <laughs> And I guess that picture is the code itself. So this is the whole premise that I had before thinking about this episode is I'm coding, I'm coding every day and I have this idea like two years ago, but I, but I haven't been coding much for myself. So if you're coding every day and what you are seeing instead of Venice and France, they're just seeing code every day. So what if you just take that code And you just take a screenshot and then you go ahead and, and explain it. So I, I tried an idea where I was coding some things about my, uh, my own, like two years ago or a year ago. But it was still hard to follow if I was making like a whole tutorial. But I've been trying to simplify that idea and just saying it's just one thing. Like no follow-ups, no carousels, just one thing, maybe just one thing that is like a very self-explanatory code on itself. Like think a function that sums two values and that's it. It's a function that sums two values. So you can read it by the parameters of the function. You can know what it does for the body of the function. And you can know what it returns for the signature of the function, let's say. And that's it, you can understand that function much more simpler. So I've abandoned that idea or I pause it because I was working with clients and I had code that I <laughs> probably shouldn't show. And so I just paused that idea. When I made some projects for my own, the only projects that I thought of the code was very 
because it's very messy because I was trying to use like too many APIs and the way of like those APIs weren't so ergonomic. So I had like code all over the place. So it was very hard to explain the code because it was very hard to follow. So you have to make pointers to what this code is doing, how it is modifying another variable outside of it. Ah, it was very messy. But now, you know that I've been working on my pet project. Um, the um, friend finder for playing League of Legends. And I've been working with a functional, uh, pure functional programming language called PureScript. And every piece of code, doesn't matter how hard, like how complex I, I well, I'm, I'm lying. It doesn't, it's not, the, not lying, but I'm oversimplifying. What I'm trying to say, the most complex code that I've written yet, <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say, yet, to the, to the time, it is still absurdly easy to follow to the eye. Like, it's so simple because functions can only do things with their um, inputs, the output. And you can read it on the last line or you can read it on the signature of a function because there's, there's no, there's um, the concept of early returns. It's not, it's not that well looked, <laughs> I guess, in, in pure languages. So it's like the return is always at last. And I don't know, this, the, um, uh, uh, in these pure languages, um, what they are very good is in making like a sub language, like making domain specific languages. So even in the more complex of cases that I've had, the um, functions are like so layered up in the domain that is very easy to follow them. It's like this function either return this or this error, continue, 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 continue. It's like a, it's a very simple diagram. It's, it's absurdly simple to follow. So I just said, you know what? I'm so, it's so weird that code is not art. Like you cannot just take a screenshot of your code and that's it. Because I love anime. Like, I love anime and manga and, and, well, not manga. I love anime. I love animation, um, caricatures, uh, video games, etc. And there is so much content that is just taking frames out of the animation. Uh, taking frames uh, or taking pictures um, out of the uh, models or characters on games. And just that single picture is a content on itself. Like if you're playing any character that you like, they probably have like a splash screen where it's like the character, your favorite character in character, <laughs> like in its world, like um, displaying its environment, displaying like a more render version, like a more, uh, with more fidelity, I guess, version, like uh, more uh, detailed 
the 3D version of itself. Um, and then you just screen capture that. And that's a bit, that, that's perfectly good content. There is so many um, accounts, like on Twitter or on Instagram, that are like for uh, movie, um, how, what's the word? Melomaniacs? No, that's the, that's the people that is in love with music. Well, well there's a word for people that is in love with uh, cinema. So those accounts just take screenshots of the movie in their laptop and then just crop it out. Uh, boom, that's the content. So you can take a few frames of a scene in a movie with subtitles and then you can collage them together because it's, I don't know, it's a tree, it's a tree, um, tree dialogues. It's just tree dialogues, like tree phrases that one character said to another and then the other responds and that's it, that's the punk. And you can just capture that with three screenshots and that's a piece of content. And I have been telling to myself, how is that not possible? <laughs> how is that too hard? That is not possible. And also, you can take the same approach. Like in your favorite anime episode, you can take a few screenshots or just one nice screenshot. Or in your video game, you can take a screenshot over something that you're seeing in the video game and frame it, like print it and frame it. And it can perfectly be a, uh, it can probably be like a piece of art that is hanging in your wall. Like it's a perfect frame. Uh, it's a completely valid frame. And there is like this whole nature of it. Like obviously, obviously that, that moment was so emotional. That moment conveyed so many things. And they are, some other versions that I like a lot. I mean, you can do the same and print it and put it on a shirt. Um, but I like more when shirts take interpretations of specific moments that I like about, like, for example, an anime episode. Just in the same sense that if you take a screenshot of that frame, I will like that. And I will not like, like the cover of the anime that says like the name of the anime and has all the characters because I feel like I'm just wearing branding and that's not what I want. <laughs> what I want is to wear an emotion. That's what I want to wear. <laughs> uh, but any specific emotion, like in this specific frame, <laughs> that's what I want. Because that's what I like on Instagram. That's what I like to hang on my walls. That specific moment. Capture and steal. You know, it's not moving. It's that. Every time I read it, I get transported to that piece. Now with code, <laughs> code is not as emotional. Many things probably people think. <laughs> I for sure know people outside of programming think in general, for example, on my experience. But for me, and I will say some coworkers that I also had, maybe some lines of code, they express intellectual challenge. 
they express intellectual clarity, they express a conversation with a coworker, they, they still embed emotion on them, you know? <laughs> they can embed, um, they can embed um, the same feeling that you do more with video games. That is not that I'm watching a piece of art and therefore I am touched by that piece of art. Like I feel identified. It's more like in video games where people decorate for video games. That is more that I put effort on that level. I put effort with this character. I know this character a lot and I really like it. And I really like how I feel when I play that character. So I think that taking excerpts of like <laughs> excerpts, a um, more simple word would be like taking just functions and frame them. That will be similar if the if it is a God function for some people that really appreciate code as this is expressing intellectual um, I don't know how to say this is is expressing some um, intellectual appreciation for it. They, they, they have some appreciation for it. They still uh, convey some emotions in it. And that's weird because you know what it's very common? Now that I look while I'm walking around the house, I'm looking at my walls and saying, yeah, I, I, I don't have, have art, but I don't have pieces of code hanging. But you know what I do have? I have stickers. I have a lot of stickers of programming languages um, phrases that are related to programming. So, so is, is it true we do have it as an appreciation to, I like that. I love how I feel programming with this programming language. So, and I have experience and expertise with this programming language. Therefore, I will really like to put a sticker on something that reminds me out of it. Um, and I will be happier. I will be, I will smile when I see it. Or if somebody comes to this room, they will get a very good idea of who I am because, um, because it's an expression of myself to put these stickers here, you know, that, that tells so much about myself. Um, especially we as programmers, we do, I mean, every single day is like eight hours or more programming and it's just one single programming language. If you put a sticker of that programming language everywhere, that says a lot of value. If you're spending the majority of your day doing that, you're, you're writing that. Um, so uh, <laughs> coming back to the, to the idea, I thought about two things that, okay, so in, in, in this letter of um, hard things, then another simpler thing, as I said, was I am traveling and I see something and I just take a picture and I just upload that picture. So that's very low effort. Oh, how will that look like if you want to, like a tutorial, like if the framework of I want to answer a question, blah, blah, how do I do it? So can that, answer, can that question be answered with just one screenshot? So you can, can you screenshot your, whatever you're doing 
and then publish that? Probably a lot of things. The answer is yes, uh, especially if they're um, pure functions, in the sense that they take um, arguments, they do things with the arguments, and you can see what's the output. And that boom, very simple to itself is a single thing that is self-contained. And that can be content. And I think about it because, as I said, in a movie, a single frame, a single scene is content. Like that's enough in itself. Just a single scene, just two, three screenshots, that's enough. In songs, one song is content. One, I don't know how to say this in English, strophe, like one, like one piece of this song can be just content, like the chore, core, like the core of this song is also like content, the opening of this song is content. Um, if you're cooking, one dish is content, it, and it starts and finish with the dish. So you can start or finish with the song. So you can start or finish, and it's like with the whole movie, but with each scene. But with programming, I feel like <laughs> the for so long, I've thought that the content is the program itself. And it starts when you start the content, the, the program, when you finally finish the program months later, then the content is the program in itself. So I said, if I want to create content, what I have to create is a lot of programs. So I started to think they have to make simpler programs so I can publish more programs. But you cannot publish a program a day unless they are like programming exercises. But if you, what actually is, is that functions is the minimal, the most atomic version of a program. Each function is a program. And what we do is combine them to make a larger program. So I can create content out of each function of a program. So that can be a framework for content. <laughs> and that's the idea that I am trying to come up with. It is very easy because we are constantly looking functions. We are constantly making functions. We are constantly combining functions. We are constantly getting all like amazed by some combinations that we do or we see or we learn. Uh, we are constantly amazed of new concepts, new functions, um, new frameworks, but but probably just one concept of that framework that can be expressed in a single um, file that is not like where I'm saying a single file, I'm trying to like say in like 50 or less lines of code, that's like more than that in a picture for Instagram is like too much, that's too convoluted. Uh, but if you make it shorter, then it may be perfect. This is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I'm being, I'm, I'm very focused on this idea of how can I make content for my day-to-day -day work? And how can I make things, and how can I decorate my walls of things that express myself? I take so much, I, and I know many colleagues as well, take proud of a function they wrote from a signature 
of a function they will because it's it's clever, elegant, hard, or all of them together in the most harder form to express ever. That is simple. <laughs> it is actually they took all those three things and they actually turn it simple. <laughs> um, simple to follow to any junior developer can follow that hard concept. Um, but you see, it takes so much intellectual pride on that. Uh, it still conveys emotion. And I know there are some people who are on science that they have tattoos of um, uh, DNA. They have tattoos of chemical formulas. They have tattoos of mathematical formulas. And I don't see, I don't know, <laughs> but I think that it's very rare <laughs> to see people with tattoos of function signatures as an equivalent to a mathematical formula, which you have seen E equals uh, MC square or CM square, whatever, uh, like the Einstein formula. Everywhere, like you can see that everywhere. And there are more sophisticated formulas that people that are actually like starting a career, like they tattoo that. Uh, many people tattoo the uh, equal a um, the formula for I'm gonna just Google that just to know e equals Asia e, e, mc square right in physics between mass and area value mass energy equivalence I forgot the <laughs> name of the formula you see the mass energy equivalence formula tattooed in so many people that have zero, like they're not related to physics or mathematics or science at all. Um, they just have like a interest in the mass energy um, equivalence. Uh, and there's, you will be surprised, there are very people that are like, um, I believe in astrology or or because in, in that sense, in astrology and other uh, realms of people like believing in energies outside of our control and that we are both bodies of energy, they use a lot of this concept of quantum physics and quantum mechanics. And they have a very different understanding of what that might be like in actual uh, practical terms of science today <laughs> for scientists, but they have a more practical, they have another kind of practical sense of um, metaphysics and quantum physics in the sense that you're just trying to describe the energy that flows in the universe. So there are a lot of, they have a more light interpretation of many of the actual mathematical formulas for physics and they still feel represented by the mass energy equivalent so they just tattoo that formula and they may be represented from a Maxwell function and they tattoo that formula of electricity or energy on itself um, because it's like um, scientific proof that their beliefs are there 
you know, and, I, and when I'm trying to take the instance of content, I'm trying to say, how can I generate a, a piece of art out of a tutorial, like out of a day-to-day -day life of a developer, that, but, but that is informative as much as it is, as it is emotional. So imagine this, <laughs> you program all day and then you take small pictures of small, very small functions that you have around your program and you make that your primary content. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole episode. <laughs> and I think that maybe one of the cheapest ways to make content, but let's not finish there because in the ladder of content, each step I said there is rabbit holes, like there is room for perfection or there is room for improvement, uh, for grandeur on each expression. It's not the same to take a selfie and upload it as a content than to actually make a photo shoot with an incredibly set in a specific time of the year, um, in a specific well-thought moment of humanity with professional models and settings, and boom, capture that. That's like another, that's not the same as a selfie. I mean, that's another level of just taking a picture. <laughs> You know, so, so um, and the editing of that picture can be in another whole level that it may take days or weeks to edit that picture. Um, just the same as movies, like every frame in a movie is not like it was captured just like that. Or I just apply a filter throughout the whole film and now everything looks perfect. No, no, no. You may apply a filter that makes that may do uh, some work <laughs> to some length of the, of, to, to a number of frames in a movie, but still you have to go frame per frame and clean each frame. So what I'm trying to say, editing is hard and it's not, none of these things are inherently hard. What I'm trying to say is, you can explore and you can do so much with each version. So you, you can, but is it still the same? Like, is it still just a picture of one person with one background? You know, is it still like, you can still make a million dollar selfie in the sense that it's not generating a million dollars, but that it costs a million dollars to make. This is what I'm trying to say. And it costs a million dollars because that's the cost. <laughs> of the time of people editing that thing, on the whole prepping, like, um, for example, I, I bet that, uh, maybe not one million, but a few thousands, like each cover of each magazine, that is a very popular magazine, a very, very, very popular magazine, the covers of such magazines, there are thousands of dollars involved on those covers. And many of them look like, selfies <laughs> but they are perfect they are every detail is covered everything is edited everything is uh, photoshopped so what i'm trying to say is that 
you can go in depth. So what will it look like to go in depth to, I'm a programmer, I constantly program, I constantly solve problems, I constantly make functions, I constantly use functions, I constantly combine functions. And I will take functions as the atomic, as an atomic level of content of my actual program and I will <laughs> publish them in another medium, because the first medium is my program, and another medium, like for example, Instagram or Twitter, and I will try to use that as marketing for my primary application, my primary medium. So as it serves for the application. Saying I'm giving away knowledge and emotion through pieces of this product. And that's going to be the marketing of the product. If you might think, this guy is so wrong. <laughs> you are probably, some of you is thinking, oh my God, this guy is so, that's not how it works. Nobody does that anywhere. Well, I mean, have you seen a trailer <laughs> like a, of a movie? That's what I'm trying to say. Like movies, for example, take so long to make. Um, uh, and, and they don't show, I mean, they show just pictures, just frames, and that's enough. Video games, they have trailers, you see, so, so you can create, yeah, you can record part of your application, yeah, but behind of the scenes are also content. This is what I'm trying to say, so. So I'm always looking to these forms of art, like cooking. Cooking is very interesting because cooking is closer to programming than making a song, for example. Because when you make a song, it has a very depth. You have to have, well, I mean, that is optional, but it's also common. Deep knowledge in music, music production, music editing, distribute. You have to have a lot of depth technical knowledge in multidisciplinary areas, but the result is mostly purely emotional. It may be informative to some other artists that like, okay, I like that sound, I'm going to use that to make another thing, or that music inspired me to become an artist, or, or yeah, his work is a masterpiece. Like, I'm going to try to learn from his work, but in general, what you're trying to convey is pure art, that is like pure emotion. But when you're cooking, it's the same, you have to have deep knowledge in a lot of fields, maybe explicit or implicit, like some people just know how to cook, they have never read a book, but you still have a lot of knowledge of, you have to do this first and then this later. <laughs> I don't know how to cook. Um, so yeah, theoretical knowledge is optional, but, but people still, still are able to get in-depth knowledge of how to do food. And, and well, I'm, I'm thinking just about food at home, but if you're in a restaurant or if you're in the supermarket, you're still buying food. That still is an even deeper knowledge because it's, Distribution is marketing, is freezing, the temperature of transportation. You have to have so much knowledge 
to make that, to, 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 for me to go there and grab it and put it in my mouth to eat it. And I'm not only, if it is such a good meal or I'm having such a good time while eating it or sharing it, it is not only emotional value, but, but it's also sustained. Like it also has a practical value to it. It's the sustain. What I'm trying to say is that a cooker, a chef, can make a dish in 10 minutes or an hour, or if it's making like a very hard meal, like, um, I don't know, some ribs, like in a barbecue or something, they, it may take like eight hours, but it's just the barbecue, like, you know, moving and stuff. Uh, there are some meals that may take days because you have to ferment parts of it and you have to plan it. But in general, assembling the meal is often a matter of minutes. Uh, you don't talk about it for hours as, as much. You assemble and maybe you cook for hours, but you don't, you don't, you don't spend hours assembling. You may spend hours waiting for a process, but not working on it. But in programming, you spend hours and days and months without coming up with the final product. So what I'm trying to find is there has to be, because I'm so emotional about it. I'm sure that many other people are so emotional about it, about programming. So there has to be a way, like there has to be a parallel for how to compare the art of making a product uh, program and, and separate it in dishes, in small dishes. Because what I think that a program is, is more like, it's more like, a, it's more like an event. Like imagine an event, like imagine the Oktoberfest. Making a program, I think, is more like making the Oktoberfest. These ideas that I'm sharing with you is, uh, are ideas that I've been thinking about them for years. But as I'm saying them out loud, I'm also coming up with new abstractions, <laughs> like with the new parallels. For example, the Oktoberfest idea, this, this is the first time that I think about it. But it's like, it's like the Oktoberfest, this is like, or any other event that you like, is a huge event that takes place for several days. Has, it involves a lot of things. There is not only food, but it is food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you go to a place, you go to, you enter the, um, uh, I forgot the name, <laughs> but you, I mean, how, how, what's the name of that? You enter a, um, let me see, Oktoberfest, uh, place. <laughs> let me see if, if it comes with a, uh, uh, la 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 la, yeah, it's a town, la la la. No, but, uh, uh, well, uh, whatever, you, you enter the park where the Octoberfest is, is like, uh, being held. You enter that park, and then you, yeah, you see so many things, but in general, you see a lot of food. And then you go to a stand, and then you order your hot dog, um, and then you eat it. 
And then you think, oh, this is the photographer's, or, or these people just made a hot dog. Is my problem just as a hot dog? No, I think the hot dog is like a function. Like, a, yeah, the, the hot dog is like a function. The, the foods are just like that. So problems just tend to be larger. Just tend to be like the photographer's. Like it's a huge thing that takes a lot of preparation, that is held, it's supposed to help a lot of people inside of it. And then it serves each person a little thing. Um, but in general, it's a huge event. It is a combination of a lot of things. So maybe just making a dish is like maybe taking a picture of your breakfast. The equivalent is not taking a picture of your whole app. So your whole app doesn't have to be content because it's so hard to make a whole app every day for breakfast imagine that and you have to make three apps per day <laughs> that's impossible that's so hard and i'm thinking maybe because i've been thinking about it wrong it's not a whole app it's a function it's just one function so it's just like taking a picture of a breakfast is they taking a picture of a function and publish that function that function made me happy and that function made me anger and that function filled me with pride and that function uh, sustains this app, and, and I got paid for the function. That's the function. The function is the unit. The function is the dish. The function is the song. And maybe the whole program is like the whole event where food is held, like an Octoberfest, like a Tomorrowland. Well, Tomorrowland is not about food, but um, I don't know which. Um, <laughs> Um, big events happening in your city, um, but well, like carnival maybe. I don't know which other events happens around the world, um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about events with food because I'm thinking about Halloween. But Halloween is not much about food. Well, it's about candy, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, well, you get it. Okay, so so this is very interesting because um, you can embellish dishes. So you can make an omelette from a junior, so from a beginner level, which is a junior level. You can make an omelette from a professional level. They're both an omelette. Yeah, you can write a function as a junior. You can write a function as an expert, as a senior developer. But maybe that's not maybe that's not what I'm trying to come to, to get to. What I'm trying to say is if as it is digital, you may put it in another medium. So you can take a screenshot of that content and put it in Instagram, but you can also make a sticker. You can also make a tattoo of that content. You can also make a frame and you can you can frame that in your house, like I like, I very, I very much like that function. I bet that if, I don't know, React, React.js, it probably has one function that is like, this function is the primary function. I mean, I don't know, but probably some, some program out there. I'm going to use React just because it's known. So I'm, I'm, I'm a user of React.js. I have years using React. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm one of those guys that fight on the internet 
this all is supposed take this is all um how what's the word what is what i'm saying is just like platonic i guess like that it's just um and a scenario. <laughs> None of these things that I'm going to say right now are true of myself, but I'm going to talk in first person. <laughs> uh, I'm the person who loves React, that uses React every day, that has years using React, maybe you have even contributed some way, making an issue in GitHub, uh, pushing code to GitHub, uh, making tutorials of React, maybe I'm one of the person that fights in Twitter saying, um, no, React is better than Vue, and Angular sucks. So I'm, I'm that guy, I'm very passionate about React. And then I see a frame. Let's say it's a frame, it's a big frame, big frame, very colorful. When I say big frames, let's imagine like two meters, two meters long. Let's say two meters wide and one meter tall, like a big frame, like something that you want to put in your living room as the first frame in your living room. It's very colorful. It's very, um, you can see it. It, 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 it brings life to your um, living room by itself. That's the piece that brings color and life to the living room. But it turns out the content is not a horse a painting. It's not a horse paint. It's not some fruit paint. It's not some abstract paint. It's the code of the differ of React.js, which is expressed in very few lines or enough to fill the board, but it's like small. But it's understood. There is not one of these matrix kind of arts that is just a bunch of weird lines of code, one over the other, you know, the, the classic um, IT marketing thing. No, no, no. This is the actual function. <laughs> it's just the actual function, the actual body of the function. And you can see it, and, and the art is seeing that. Just as, and you may as well think, oh, that's crazy, who's going to do that? Because it's not that emotional. I mean, you know how many world maps there are? Hanging out <laughs> in living rooms and schematics of a 3D world? or schematics of a Da Vinci machine. Um, you know, schematics. People love to hang out schematics. People love to sell schematics, especially like old schematics that are like drawn by hand. Or there are a lot of people that dry, draw, but they draw uh, very uh, methodologically. So it's not like I'm trying to to just with my hand. It's like I'm I'm putting lines everywhere. I think I'm drawing with lines everywhere. I think I erase the lines and voila, you have the picture. But it, everything is proportional to one thing or another. There are a lot of drawings that are, that are that way, and they are drawings that are frames by themselves. 
of half the process without deleting, without erasing the lines. It's just the whole line. So it brings a lot of um, um, yeah, it brings pleasure to people. Like um, it still brings that that oh wow, that looks so cool. Do you know that wow, that looks so cool. The um, I don't know, maybe maybe a transformer or like an Iron Man suit, but like three D, just just like the wireframe of it that looks like oh wow, <laughs> you know, or any machine. That that's just like the wireframe or just the schematic, and that's not rare. That's not rare for uh, for many fields. Like I've known people that yeah, they work in physics or they work in mechanics um, or some science or some engineer, um, and they do have pictures hanging out of technical things, but the way they are conveyed is very emotional or, or bring some attitude to the room. But what I guess, uh, maybe this is just ignorance from my side. You don't see Figma pictures of any app, like drawings, like anywhere, just like in, a, just like in the meetings room maybe, or the designers room. And you, I personally, just see like stickers. That's it. That's the only form that I've seen uh, of programming. Maybe some mugs. I've seen mugs. I've seen stickers, mm, cases, like laptop cases. I've seen shirts. But truly, going to the main frame in the house level art like now this is this is for real you know <laughs> now i have never seen that like i don't know i've i've never seen that probably i'm brown as fuck um <laughs> and people actually there's actually thousands of, of arches that make art out of code i have no idea but what i'm thinking is how is that so hard so fine, like how is that not more common? Is it because it's not good enough or that's actually that's not how it works? Or is it because uh, there is nobody making it? So this is what I'm talking about content. Like there are people that make movies, um, frames or parts of that movie, movies get reinterpreted to be the main frame of the living room. There are people that make dishes. No, the, I mean, that's the most common, like, living room frame, main frame. It's a couple of fruits drawn, and that's it. It's not even a dish. <laughs> Some people have dishes as frames, but people don't have, uh, they, they don't have to be complex. They can be simple frames, just artistically paints is enough for for make the cut to a living room because it's, I don't know, tradition, I guess. The painter that is leaning to paint, so he paints the fruit and he paints the fruit 
Uh, he paints the fruit. <laughs> so painting the fruit um, and interpreting the fruit has become a mainframe for the living room for thousands of years. <laughs> you know, and it's the simplest way, the atomic component of the dish. It's not even dish, it's the ingredients. It's the fruit for the fruit salad or for the beverage or drinking, whatever. I'm sorry for my bad English, but I hope that you still get the point that I'm trying to say. Uh, for the juice, juice is the word that I'm asking, not the beverage, the juice. Uh, so the juice is, is, even the juice is a composition. Uh, what is it composing? Well, it's composing fruit. <laughs> So the, the main function will be fruit, I guess. The ingredients are actually the most basic functions. They say the primitive functions of a programming language. As we're saying, for example, logic operators, they will be fruit, like summing or saying or or saying and operators. They are fruit. Meat, they are meat, they are fruit. Uh, more complex functions, maybe dishes. And a program is like a whole event. It's like something way outside of that. So people market a restaurant by posting pictures of the dishes, by posting pictures of uh, the ingredients, the fresh ingredients they have. They may market a movie by small excerpts like for trial with trailers, they make trailers, they make previews, etc. When I see people marketing software, it's just through uh, the the main uh, the main software doing something. You know, it's just like the end product, like the product itself or each function. No, not each function. <laughs> each functionality of the end product, like on the front end, it's exposed. Nothing else is used, almost ever, to, to as a valid content for promoting a program. And this is what I'm saying of creating content, how you can create cheap content that, it, that is also can, can be something else. Because people make tattoos of Iron Man, people make tattoos of, of single frames, People hang those things. The whole identity of somebody may be appreciated as a bunch of figures and uh, frames and shirts of a single character of an anime. And that's it. But in programming, it's so weird that it's not as artistic. You know what I'm trying to say? That you can see functions everywhere. You don't see a mainframe like in a house that is just actually the naked, the naked program behind it. Um, it can also be the front of the program. <laughs> it's not like this is not like a backend versus front end thing. Uh, I'm just trying to say that that if a single frame of a movie that that's not the movie, that's just one frame of millions of frames can be enough to convey such emotion, will just a function be able to convey that emotion to other programmer that enters your house and see it and says, that's fucking cool, man. 
that's fucking cool. You know, that, that's what I'm trying to say is that can you create content if you're trying, if you're making an app, can you create content that is, okay, let's publish functions that I make my app as trailers for the app, not a recording of the functionality of the app from the front end space for users but the actual function as a trailer to everything. I know this is probably the industry tried to do this once and they failed and I'm not aware because I'm too new. But I feel like that's not that, that's not that common. This is what I'm trying to say. I just think that that's not that common and I think that I'm going to try it. So, um, <laughs> I've been the past like five minutes. I've been like thinking, how am I going to name this episode? I'm going to name these episodes functions are like fruits, <laughs> like operators are fruits and functions are dishes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a function a milkshake. <laughs> I thought about that name. What else did I thought of? Uh, yeah, like uh, I don't want to name this episode and. Um, but yeah, what I'm trying, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that yeah, I, I think that I come up with something like I can I can see that it could be an honor to have a function that is very important to a product printed in a metal frame, engraved in a metal frame, colored in a metal frame, and that could be like a completely acceptable gift to somebody. Like, I recognize your work in this company and your, and my token of recognition is a frame engraved and colored of the function that you made that made a change. And that's a valid token and that probably makes somebody cry. Like, dude, thanks. <laughs> Even though, could maybe ephemeral in the sense that you can change any function any time because the product evolves. It doesn't mean, um, it's the same as I like Spider-Man, the first universe and not the second, or they both exist. It's not like they don't exist or like the people behind Sony didn't reinvent the thing or people in Marvel didn't reinvent things. So even if the function gets deleted tomorrow and it's like, okay, let's continue. And let's, we, we have a better understanding of the product or we are pivoting. Some, some lines are being deleted, accounting for the thing that was talking for you. Like that doesn't mean that the function has to be there because it's so good that, um, that it got awarded for it. Uh, it doesn't mean that it have to be there and people is not, I don't want to delete it because somebody got awarded by it. Or I see a PR changing my function and I'm gonna be pissed. Like, this function is so good that I have a frame, don't touch it. <laughs> this is not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, isn't it a femoral SD can go away? Um, a femoral to the sense of the product itself. Uh, the same way as when you're making a dish, maybe the apple is essential, but the apple is also ephemeral because you can't use any apple. You know what I'm trying to say? 
uh, maybe you don't have apples. So the apple becomes inference and says that I'm going to change your recipe for this time because I don't have apples. Or I evolve my knowledge of a recipe and I just decide not to use apples anymore. Um, that's also positive. Like I still change, but it doesn't mean that in that moment, the apple in your recipe was the thing that attracted the most customers. And then when you learn more and you evolve your skills, you decided to remove it to do something else. And it doesn't mean that the person that, that decided to put the apple now, oh no, that you lose all your value. Nothing, nothing to do with that. It's a new version. It's a new uh, <laughs> world. It's a new universe in the multi-universe. Uh, it's a new branch in the multi-branch of Gates. And, but in that moment, it was special as fuck. Like I've seen functions that have taken so much from people. Like <laughs> there are, there is more common to see people's yeah, entire life being changed by a function. Like in a good and a bad place. Like thanks to the function I got um, I promoted to a position that completely changed my life. Or um, or uh, I got a divorce because I was so focused on this thing that I, I couldn't keep up with my marriage. So, uh, or I was finally to afford to have a son. So now I finally have a family and I bought a house. You know, probably it's not a single function, but it's the day-to-day -day work. And the day-to-day -day work is not a program. You don't do a program every day. The problem is just a composition of a bunch of functions. But what I'm trying to say is these functions are sweats and intellectual privacy. For programmers, I cannot believe for a second they don't convey emotion. And seeing it frame in a very good setting can't be a token of recognition and honor and art. This is what I'm trying to say. So I'm going to try to follow that path and see if I can, in this new pet project, transform each function into a talking of recognition of that day. So as uh, earlier Instagrammers did, that they just took a picture of their breakfast and uploaded, and that was their main content. Then my breakfast is going to be taking a picture of a function, <laughs> of the first function that I see when I open my 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 computer and upload it as a TikToker. Uh, maybe someday I will frame that picture because that 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 that's good. I take privacy in this function, and I want to have a frame, and I wanted to put personality into a room when people see it. But it's not the personality of all oh, these people has fucking bad taste. It's that picture is amazing. And I can't believe it's a function. What? That's so weird. Well, it's brutal. Like, that's amazing. The same way that the mainframe is just two fruits or a horse. People don't enter houses and say, like, the fuck, you have a horse there? <laughs> like, what do you have a apple in your fucking mainframe of your room? People don't question that. People say, that's a fucking sick apple. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
that's a very good frame. Yeah, I think that, what do you pay for it? $3,000? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's cheap for the level of Apple that Apple is. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, art, like if you transform a function into art, now you are in art field. So you can elevate it as much as you elevate art. Uh, and I'm going to talk about NFTs. <laughs> but for you who don't hate NFTs, just imagine. <laughs> no, just imagine all of this thing in the context of NFTs. But just let's just skip that for now. <laughs> but yeah, that was the episode. I hope you liked it. Um, do you think... Can you think of a few functions that you say like, damn, if I had that function frame, that would be sick. Like that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm super proud of that function. I think people would appreciate it as well as a piece of art. And if you put more abstract art around it, like color and all the things, then it probably can become universal art. Do you think so? And, and your answer is, yeah, totally. And it can be like this multidisciplinary art, just the same as people that hang art. There is art, and at the same time, it's a sketch, like it's a, it's a frame, uh, trying to express like the, uh, the diagram of a machine. That's very common. And it's like, yeah, yeah, totally is. I bet that you can think about a few of those functions that you're fucking proud of. Even though, regardless, if they got deleted at some point, at that point of being reading, being read, wrote, being wrote, <laughs> they were emotional as fuck. <laughs> Sorry for, oh my God, I try, I'm trying not to swear. I'm really trying here. But but yeah, they, are, they were emotional. They were your, you and your entire team best understanding of uh, of the problem space. Therefore, therefore yes, they, they are for you more than just your job. That's something that you did uh, emotionless, <laughs> without emotion, but all the contrary. They carry emotion with them. If you can think of any function like that, and you want to take a screenshot and send it to me, you can do so at Coding Edgar on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can enter codingedgar.com and then you can see uh, other uh, places where you can write to me. There are more active in those two platforms, especially Twitter. So feel free to send me your art that is either with your program or just your functions. I think just the functions are probably more of a price than the whole program itself. Uh, the, the whole program is not more than just all these prices that you do function per function, function per function, dish, dish, each dish, each song becomes an album the album becomes the career, that's your program. Each function is your song, is your, it's your small phrase in your song, it's your small dish 
to actually become a restaurant. So I think we are more emotional of our world than what we think so. And that we should nourish that. We should nourish that because I, I think there is such a division from people that say, no, programming is not creative. And it's like, are you real? <laughs> like, how oh, is not creative? All I do every day is think out of the box or in the box. But thing and thing, I'm being creative on how to solve things. So I do believe we are creative in our day-to-day -day work. We're creative, we're ingenious. So our work, just a few lines by themselves, must be. This is still unproven by me, but I, I have this thesis. They must be art. Don't you think so?